0: You're listening to
1: PetLifeRadio.com.
2: It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Renton, Tinseltown.
3: You know, just saying those words makes one feel calm, even serene. But when the fur flies in your house, when tempers boil over, you need help with a capital H. Well, listeners, our special guest today is the number one mediator of Mutt Mayhem. You've witnessed her restore harmony in households on Animal Planet's popular show, It's Me or the Dog. Please give pause and applause to the one, the only, Victoria Stilwell. Hey, welcome to the show, Victoria. Hi, hello. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad. You know, when it comes to understanding why dogs do what they do and motivating people toward workable solutions, you're tops. And Victoria's here to help us with our perplexing pet problems. So sit and stay. We'll be right back after this commercial break.
2: Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. we will be right back.
4: fume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Parfum's super long-lasting sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Parfum spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? pawfume p-a-w-f-u-m-e
1: it's time for school for you and your friends your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host, Pia Silvani, teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com
2: When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take Me Home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Obehave is back with more tail wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore.
3: Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Victoria Stilwell is on the air, and she's everywhere. You know, Dr. Doolittle could talk to the animals. Victoria, you're more like a Dr. Do More. I can't believe what you can do. It's amazing.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I love my job.
3: Well, it shows. I mean, in my view, you rank as probably one of the top dog trainers and animal behavior advisors on the planet. And, uh, and speaking of planets, we want to make sure everybody tunes into your great show. It's me or the dog on Animal Planet each week. And I have to say, your appearance on our show is quite timely. The holidays are here, and, and many people are adopting puppies or dogs, but they just aren't prepared to combat the chaos and confusion that awaits them. So, uh, you know, with all the millions of dogs and homes all over this planet, and the millions of confused pet parents, I'd say your job security is quite strong, Victoria.
0: Oh, thank you. That's good. I I always said uh, there's two jobs. If you work with children or you work with animals, you're pretty much going to have a job for life. and. You know, maybe not on not on television, but really a, a lot of my work is off TV as well. So the television also just gives me a vehicle to promote positive reinforcement training to a wider audience.
3: Well, I'm glad that. Now, years ago when you were growing up in England, I guess your, uh, your dad, Malcolm, uh, unleashed a little tough love on you. You wanted to get a dog desperately. So tell us what happened back then.
0: Yeah, I used to leave notes under his pillow um, saying, Please, Dad, can I have a dog? Please, 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 please. He wasn't a dog lover himself, so there was no way we were going to get a dog. Plus, both of my parents worked, and they knew that they would be the ones, obviously being the adults, the parents, that they were going to be looking after the dog most of the time. So, you know, he didn't give in to my pleas. So I I grew up in a dogless family.
3: But he was being responsible. Yes, he really
0: was. And in fact, you know, I tell parents, if your child asks for a dog, don't get one unless you really want one yourself.
3: Good point. So, what about your grandma?
0: My grandmother was she. Now, she was sort of the antithesis of my father because she bred beagles. She was a very responsible breeder. She bred for the love of the breed, and um, she made sure that all the pups went into loving homes. And she really dogs were her life, her complete life. And I only found this out um, a few years ago that really, because she grew up in a very wealthy family and with three older brothers who were, were much, much older than she was, and they lived in this huge manor house, and she had no friends coming around to play. So the only friends that she had to play with were her dogs. Oh and At gosh. the time, they had St. Bernard's. So I think that's what really cemented her love affair with animals was
3: because they were her friends. And uh, she picked a breed that is just a champion at the come recall too, right? Beagles? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, you bet. And I tell you,
0: even when she was older, if we went for, you know, because obviously going down to, to my grandmother's house is always a treat, but we took those dogs for a walk, those beagles would be off. And sometimes, thank goodness she lived in the country, but they'd run away for three to four hours at a time. Oh and goodness. they would come back to the house very, very happy. They had a great <laughs> hunt, But if my grandmother was tearing her hair out. It didn't stop her from uh, from loving
3: them. Yeah, I would just say I could just see the gray hair popping in it with each uh, beagle romp that's yes. on. Because yes. beagles have to be one of the toughest ones to train to come when, when they're asked, right? Yes. Oh,
0: <laughs> the yes. nose, knows. I mean, that nose the nose takes over completely one hundred percent you cease to exist.
3: maybe if you wrap yourself up as like a you know like a big old hot dog or something, get yourself some good scent. do you think that would help you look ridiculous, but i don't yeah. know
0: <laughs> that's one thing. Beagles are very much motivated by food as well, so they're one of the breeds that can eat and eat and eat and get as fat as they as fat as they want, which is very difficult for some owners especially yeah. ones who don't exercise them. So um, that was used. A little bit of bribery was used now and again. But then there's nothing better than the thrill of the hunt. And that's okay. it for those beagles. That was number one.
3: So would you have them more chase you then? is that Would that help or not?
0: Well, unless you dressed yourself up like a furry <laughs> rabbit or something like that, then maybe, maybe that would help. But no, uh-huh. once they got that scent, instinct took over. And I mean, it's very difficult, and for owners who still have that problem, it is really, really hard because you're going against instinct. You're trying to say to your dog, I'm much more motivating. Coming back to me is much more motivating than chasing that squirrel over there. I mean, come right. on, from a point of view, squirrels,
3: much better. Well, when it comes to talking dog and understanding why they do what they do, it seems like, at least on when watching your show, a lot of times it's your tactful diplomacy and sometimes just, you know, come on, folks, approach this nonsense approach. It sounds like your bigger challenge is with us two-leggers rather than the dogs.
0: Yeah, it it is, because I think, you know, we humans are creatures of habit, so it's very difficult, even though we know that there's a problem going on in the house, to change that habit. And I always say the most important trainer in a dog's life is not me, it's their owners. So the owners have to be motivated. It's my job to motivate those owners to work, but at the same time, I've also got to say, if if they're not recognizing what's going on, I tell it like it is. And we don't have time to to pussyfoot around. I I need to tell them what's going on. And this is what you can do to make the situation better. And, you know, my second series is starting on January the 2nd. That's on Animal Planet um, Saturday nights at 9. And we have some incredible families. Stuff that has gone so unbelievably wrong. People that are allowing their dogs to do insane things. Give and us I'm a like,
3: little teaser of what's going to happen on it. It's me or the dogs. <laughs> right,
0: where do I start? I mean, you're really going to see some incredible situations. And, for example, the husband that wants all of his three mastiffs to sleep on the bed. Oh,
3: no. <laughs> yeah.
0: A combined weight of over 500 pounds of dog. Wow. Plus husband who sleeps with body on the bed and legs over the side and the wife who tries to get into bed and is told by her husband don't move the dogs, dear. go and sleep in the guest room
3: you know they have a show called the biggest loser which is about weight but i think he's the biggest loser You
0: bet. I tell you, this guy, I mean, we we really had to have a bit of a talking to with him. Wow. And there's everything from that to a house full of girls in California that three of them had dogs. The fourth one didn't have dogs, yet she was the one clearing up after the dogs. There were two to three weeks' worth of poop underneath the girl's bed. She never cleaned up. Looking under her bed was like... Oh. looking into a toilet. It was absolutely disgusting. And
3: Oh, my gosh. The
0: pretty serious cases, plus a lot of multi-dog households, eight, nine dogs, madness.
3: Well, this one would not be California Dreamin' then, if I walked into that house. And I, I bet you that house was a rental too, right? Oh, absolutely it was a rental. But it was a very nice
0: rental. And the fact is that oh. the, the girl who advertised for all these housemates was the one who was the first tenant there. So she was was mortified when these people came with their dogs, and then they didn't clear up after them. And I mean, there was huge mm. fights in the house, huge fights, which I obviously witnessed. And going mm-hmm. to that kind of situation was was pretty tough. But again, we got it sorted.
3: Well, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm just like thinking about out loud. I'm mm-hmm. thinking also the disease factor. I know, you know, to me, I think having a dog or a cat. I have a couple dogs and a cat. I think they make you better housekeepers because you're getting, your pet proofing all the time and I don't know about you, but I love it when someone walks in my house and doesn't even know I have a cat because there's no odor, there's no smell. I don't understand, do people's nasal cavities just like uh, go on vacation and they don't smell it and their eyes get glazed over and they don't see it? I
0: think they don't or or literally, you know, the girl who had the poop under her bed and it just couldn't be bothered to clean it up and that, and I suppose just ignored it, but the fact was, I and mean, when we did get a specialist in who deals with going into houses that do, that you know, that either have mold or fecal contamination, and he did take swabs, and I won't tell you the results of that because you <laughs> can sort of see that on the show, but, yeah, you know, I mean, he came up in all of his hazmat gear, as it were. He was suited oh from, from top to toe, and we could have been, you know, are we exposed to E. coli? That was very
3: scary. I wonder how many showers you took after that visit.
0: <laughs> we have so much hand sanitizer. Uh, we washed all our clothes. Yes, I mean, you know, <laughs> you go into these situations, you've got to be careful.
3: Wow. Now, your show started in, is it correct, in 2005? It's Me or the Dog on Animal Planet? Yeah,
0: it, well, it started in, um, it started 2005 in England. Okay. And, um... Uh, And that was on Channel 4, which is sort of Britain's equivalent to NBC. Okay. Um, And that went for five seasons in Britain. And then um, Animal Planet bought the British shows. And they did so well that that's why they commissioned me to film um, the series
3: here. Okay. Well, Lord knows uh, us Americans really need your help. And so you're traveling all over the country now with the show. And so this is, it'll still be on Saturday at 9 on Eastern Time, right? On Animal Planet. Okay, yeah. all right. And I think it repeats a little bit during the week, too. So um. Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay. We're speaking with Victoria Stilwell. You know her as the uh, host of the show, It's Me or the Dog. In fact, we are giving away one of her Mutt's Read books. It is called It's Me or the Dog, How to Have the Perfect Pet, right here on the show. So what you have to do, listeners, to win this copy of this book, it's real easy. All you have to do is send me an email at arden. At ardenmore.com with the code, a very special code, two words, MUTS Rule. The first person who sends that email, MUTS Rule with the code, we will announce the winner on the next show and in my e newsletter, Moore Knows Pets. So remember the code, MUTS Rule. And Victoria, I got to say, I pawed through this book the other day and you really break it down nicely. You've got your 10 rules and it's just. I got to tell you, with the photos and your messages, you get it. You drive it home very well and very effectively. And is there a special rule that you think is paramount? I mean, you you say the first one is think dog and the next one is talk dog. But you're a relationship expert. So talk to us a little bit about the making of this book and what would you like people to take away from it?
0: I wanted the book to be an easy read and understandable read just so that people wouldn't have to, you know, they wouldn't have to sort of delve deep into a book to try and find out what the secret was, that sort of like me, it's just, there it is. And the pictures illustrate a lot of the techniques that I do, but also show what a joy it is to have these amazing animals in our lives. And, you know, it was a labor of love um, to do it, uh, because I'm not a great writer, but um but I'm very pleased with it because I think it really does help owners to understand. And all of the rules really revolve around a central theme, which is relationship with your animal. Because I think so much of the relationship with our animals has been compromised by punitive training methods. We use punitive training methods for their dogs that don't truly understand the damage that they're doing, nor the danger that they're putting themselves in. Um, with some kinds of dogs and so it's basically saying you know positive reinforcement is the way to go And, and not only am I saying that I'm backed up by the best scientists and behavioralists and veterinarians in this country and around the world that you can have a good relationship with your dog even if there are major behavior problems understand understand your dog before you try and and change the way that your dog feels because that's what positive reinforcement training is all about. It's not punishing your dog or suppressing behavior. It's telling your dog there's another way to act, there's another way to feel and that's the major part of a rehabilitation process that I have with animals, especially those with major behavior
3: problems. Yeah, in your book you actually said, training is not about imposing your will on your dog. It's about giving him the tools he needs to live in your world. Because when you think about it, we have really turned the world of canines upside down with all the breeding and the jobs that we've bred them to do. So I think this is an important message for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. We are speaking with Victoria Stilwell. She is the uh, author actress and behavior advisor you see her on the show every week animal planet it's me or the dog it's on saturday nights at 9 p.m eastern time we're going to talk to uh, victoria Moore about how to get that harmony in your household right after this commercial break so sit and stay we'll be right back
2: time for a walk on the red carpet of course all behave will be back in a flash right after these messages Give your dog some thought. With dog
4: thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about.
2: Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone
5: that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. I've read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why I read it.
4: Jay Leno talked about it CBS reported on it And now you can see what all the buzz is about Created just for dog lovers Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun Shake your dog and read his mind On your iPhone of course
1: the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com
2: Let's Talk Pets Let's Talk Pets on PetLife Radio PetLife Radio PetLifeRadio.com Pet Hi,
5: this is Zach George, host of Animal Planet Superfetch Listen to the o Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio
2: We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBHE. Here's Arden.
3: Welcome back to the OBHA Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. As mentioned, we are talking with Victoria Stilwell, who in my book is probably one of the top animal behaviorist on the planet and a pretty savvy dog trainer and really whips us two-leggers into shape. I do a cat magazine through Tufts University called Catnip, and I work very closely with Nicholas Dodman, the veterinarian and animal behaviorist, and even he is a big fan of you because you are—you were talking about this earlier, the positive reinforcement. It's not a magic pill, right? You don't do it in two seconds and the dog is doing the cha-cha on command. And it seems like we are in a multi-stimuli society where we're always looking for a quick answer, but that's a pretty dangerous mindset when it comes to our dogs.
0: Yeah, you know, first of all, can I say about Dr. Nicholas Dobman, He, without knowing it, well, he, know, he knows it now, but, you know, I've read all his books, and I think he's he is an incredible man. So the fact that he's a fan of mine and the show is a big deal to me because he is incredible. So, But it is. The this, this society's quick fixes, quick fixes, and what people don't realize is that, actually, with positive reinforcement training, you can change a dog very, very fast. I mean, you can teach a dog to do a whole load of things, but if your dog has a real behavior problem, it's centered on emotion. Just like humans, when you try, when you have a human with anxiety, it's going to take a while to counsel that human and to change the way that human feels. You can't rush it because if you rush it, it's going to fall flat. Same thing with positive reinforcement training. If you've got a dog with chronic anxiety, you can't go too fast. You have to understand You can't, there is no magic pill, there isn't a magic wand to wave, and it takes, it can take a while. Every dog is different, so there's no sort of magic number of how, how long is it going to be until my dog feels better. Right. But I think that's what's really important for owners to understand. Please, please, when your animal has a problem, don't go for suppression training that literally maybe suppresses behavior at that moment, but the dog still feels rotten. Plus the relationship between you has been broken down because now you're punishing the dog. The dog doesn't understand why it's being punished. It sees you as this weird being that is actually being unkind to it and that's going to completely break the bond. So I think, you know, what Dodman is doing and what a lot of other trainers and behaviourists and veterinarians are doing in this country is really trying to reach out to people to say, please, turn away from some media And, you know, really recognize what is going on in your dog and how you can help it. And punitive training is not the way to go. There are no quick fixes.
3: I know you're being very diplomatic at this point because there is a very popular show out there where people think that a really nasty dog is all of a sudden a, a pussy cat within a half hour. And I think you're really a great image for the right way to go. So, you know, we don't have to go into that whole dog fight issue, but does it frustrate you at all sometimes when you think people think you can just fix a aggressive dog in a half hour? I don't understand what's going on with our yeah, neurons. They're not firing that know, well.
0: I don't believe in sort of personalizing it. I mean I think that anybody who practices dominance training is off the mark, way off the mark, and I think it shows an incredible weakness in the human being that they have to be punitive to a dog in order to get it to behave. A, a complete lack of understanding, and I just think that um, it does frustrate me because trainers like myself we're picking up the pieces, we're seeing this stuff go wrong, and the more aggression cases that that we have, the more we see how this method is really damaging dogs and coming very dangerous for owners. So. You know, that's what worries me. That's what worries me. is not just the effect that it's having on the dogs, but the effect, the potential effect that it's having on the people, too.
3: So let's talk. I understand you have a website. It's com, And, folks, make sure you spell well. Stillwell is S-T-I-L-W-E-L-L. But you are uh, unleashing a new foundation. Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. First of all, um, the foundation is the Victoria Stillwell Foundation. And I'm a mother. And... um I'm not a mother of a disabled child, but I have a lot of friends that are mothers of disabled children, and I've seen how dogs can improve their lives. And I am setting up a foundation to help assistance dogs, to help organizations that train assistance dogs for children and adults with disabilities. Yeah, I also want some of the money for the foundation to go to smaller rescue shelters. And in fact, um, in one of my programs, um, I do go into a rescue shelter to help a rescue shelter that's falling down in more ways than one. and it's something very dear to my heart because that's where I started really was in rescue. I'm hoping that the money foundation that the foundation raises can, can go to help these organizations.
3: So what's the website for your foundation?
0: Well, you can if you go to com, it will immediately put you through to positively.com um and positively is my my sort of new brand as it were of you know thinking positively and and training your dog with positive reinforcement and being positive with your animal. So if you go to Positively.com, you'll go to my new website that's up at the beginning of January and that will give you all the information about the foundation, about where you can donate, and about where your money's going to go to. But I'm also building, you also find information that I'm also building a new network of positive reinforcement trainers where it's difficult for some people to find a trainer, a good trainer in their area. Is their trainer going to be kind to their animal? Is their trainer qualified to work with their animal? So with my website, we're now doing a massive global search for the best trainers in the world to come under one umbrella, which is going to be the Positively umbrella, so that when people come to the website and they need a trainer in their area, they can click on it, they're going to find the trainer, and they're going to know that that trainer is a positive Reinforcement trainer and is extremely qualified for the job. So, I'm very, very excited about that. It's going to take a while to build, but already we have interest, um, a lot of interest. So, it's going to be the only place that you can go to where you know that trainer is qualified and the trainer is going to be training your dog using positive reinforcement.
3: Well, that's great. And I know in looking at your history, you started out as a dog walker and then you began fostering dogs. And I guess your sister, Nicola, yes. She sort of motivated you to to follow your passions she did she was um a veterinarian
0: sorry a a vet tech as it were and um she a lot of the the vet techs at the time did dog sitting and dog walking and when i was younger i i wanted to find because i still wanted to be an actor so i wanted to get money to go to drama school but also i hadn't been well and um the doctors didn't know what was wrong with me and i was actually very very sick for three years and so i actually couldn't work and my sister said, why don't, you, why don't you go out and walk a dog and that's going to make you feel better and hopefully you can get your feet under you again and and, um, and get strong again. And, and so I started off walking one dog a day and ended up, the end of the month, with walking 20 dogs a day. Wow. Built my strength up and, you know, from, from then on I, I never looked back. So in a way, even though I was doing a service for the dogs, I believe that dogs really
3: saved my life. Did they ever figure out what was wrong with you? Victoria?
0: Not really. Um, they think it was a, a kind of mono, an immune disorder. But I mean, after three years, I, because of the dogs, I grew a lot stronger. And, um, you know, occasionally, sometimes I won't feel so great. But but I've I really battled the disease. And I'm a lot, uh, I think a much better and understanding person because of it. And I think that's, again, the reason why I want to train dogs to be to help people with disabilities and illnesses because I understand what it was like to really feel like I couldn't live and feel like my body was hampering me from actually living a normal life. So wow. that's the reason, you know, the real core reason.
3: Well, this is very insightful, and i am you have a no-nonsense, but you also have a lot of love. It's almost like you have some tough love that your dad had when he was saying, Victoria... This isn't the right time for a dog in your life. And it sounds yeah. like his mindset, that's a very good, uh, it's a strong but very, you know, wonderful approach to life. You don't want to set up anybody for failure.
0: No, and I actually didn't get my own dog until one and a half years ago, even though I fostered a lot of dogs in when I was in New York and in New Jersey we knew because my husband was an actor at that time and he was touring a lot and and I was traveling a lot that we didn't have time for a dog. So how hypocritical would it have been for me to get a dog only for that dog to be at home 10 hours a day or spending its life in a a boarding facility? I just couldn't do that. So it was literally only when we really decided, for my child's sake, we're going to settle down in one place, (laughs) then it was time to have a dog. And now I have a chocolate lab called Sadie and she's wonderful and she
3: comes everywhere with me. And what's her personality like, Victoria?
0: Her owner died, so she was looking for, obviously, the dog needed to have somewhere to go. And she's a very, very loving, loving dog, but she hadn't been well socialized with other dogs. So she came to us very, very fat, as really her owner was too ill to um, walk her. So it took us about a year to get 20 pounds off her. um, Wow. A year and a half, really get 20 pounds off her and, um, and she also to get her over and to get her more socialized with other dogs. So she was mm-hmm. very reactive and now she's, she's a lot better. She can socialize very well on and off
3: leash now, which is, which is great to see. And how much does she weigh now? Uh, she weighs now about 74 pounds. Okay. And you made That's a good point. Sense. This is not just like with people. You do not want to have a crash diet with your dog. You have to be very careful with the steady melting of the pounds and ounces.
0: Oh, yeah, Yeah. because, yeah, it's very dangerous to do it quickly. And so, you know, just, and we didn't actually put her on a, we didn't even have a special diet diet. She just was fed really good nutritious food and Mm -hmm. she was well-exercised. And that's a secret because dogs don't get fat by themselves.
3: No, they're (laughs) not in the car keys. Right, Exactly. Exactly. Hey, I'm going through the drive through at McDonald's, says your dog. "What can I pick you up? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, your second book is actually called Fat Dog Slim, How to Have a Healthy, Happy Pet by Collins in the U.K. So I don't know if, uh, if Sadie was in this book or not. I haven't seen this book, but that one is about the important role that nutrition and fitness play.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, she actually Sadie wasn't with us at the time, and um, but actually everything that I learned writing that book, you know, I, I could put into play with her, uh, and that's why I love. I'm I'm actually writing a third book now, and it's oh. where people can follow me on my case studies and see sort of from from the from how I do it, how I go into a house with a situation, and my take on a situation and how I sort of solve the problems, and. It's taken me a long time to write because I'm so busy with other things, but that's going to be, I'm very excited about it because it's really going to give the reader a, a complete insider's view and hopefully help them with any kind of uh, behavior problems they're having with their animals.
3: When do you hope to have that book published?
0: I don't see, I mean, with everything, I don't <laughs> see that this book's probably not going to come out till next year.
3: I'm just, Well, that's okay. Just, that means you can come back. We'll get you back yeah, on the yeah. show. How about that? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a good idea. All right. We're speaking with Victoria Stilwell. She is the uh, amazing fixer-upper of people and pets on the show It's Me or the Dog that airs every Saturday night on Animal Planet. She also has the book It's Me or the Dog, How to Have the Perfect Pet, that we're giving away today. If you're the first uh, listener to email me at arden at com with the code word, words, I guess it's two words, mutts Rule. And we'll announce the winner on the air. And in my newsletter, Ardenmore Knows Pets, is there anything you'd like to add at the end? We want to make sure everybody goes to your foundation. You really do a lot of work for shelters, rescues. You're there helping the cause with uh, breed-specific legislation. I can see where you wear many collars in the world of pets. I think
0: the big fight that we're sort of that I've been passionate about for a while is is against the puppy mills and helping to raise awareness. Um, I was at um, PMAD last year, which is Puppy Mill Awareness Day, and um, that's where we were. We had a big rally in Pennsylvania, and uh, obviously that's a place where the uh, a lot of the puppy mills are and unfortunately you know the the Amish are are some of the biggest defenders when it comes to having owning puppy mills so not that I have anything against the Amish but um, there are some of them that are making a lot of money out of this misery and so my big thing is to try and, and next year as well as this year but next year is to try and raise awareness and tell people certainly around these holiday times Don't buy puppies. Don't buy a puppy from a pet store because 99% of puppies you get from pet stores come from puppy mills. And by buying one, you're perpetuating the misery of millions of dogs in, in this country. And so that's a big passion of mine. And I'm going to be doing a lot of events in 2010 that are all over the country that is hopefully going to spread awareness
3: Well, we'll definitely keep tabs and uh, we'll make sure that the folks that listen to my show and and follow me and, and the other aspects, media outlets, we'll keep tabs on what you're doing and do what we can to help get the message out for you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been an absolute delight, I got to tell you. And I will be talking with Nick Dodman after the holidays. And I just saw him at Tufts. I was traveling out east. So he's an amazing individual. And I think the two of you are making quite a difference in the lives of people and pets because you don't pull punches, but you do it in a great diplomatic manner.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. And do sort of pass on my love and respect to him and, and hopefully, you know, I'll be able to meet him sometime in 2010. I mean, there's a lot of people that have greatly influenced me in my life and he's one of them.
3: Well, I'll make sure, see if we can make that happen. How's that? Yes, that's a good idea. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Again, we've had Victoria Stilwell on our show, and I also want at this time to thank my cool producer, Mark Winner. He makes this show happen each and every week. For all of you, please dash over to PetLifeRadio.com. We have a wonderful lineup of shows for everyone that has all kinds of critters in their life. And, of course, you need to tune in to Obehave. But go over to VictoriaStillwell.com, and she will have a new foundation coming out in 2010 called Positively. And I think what you're doing with helping out people who need help with service dogs is very commendable. So, until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two-, three-, and four-leggers out there. Obehave